Hello and welcome to the Church Society podcast and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, we, are, we are sort of wishing you that uh, in a sort of prophetic uh, style as we record this at the end of 2018, but we will be broadcasting this to you in 2019. We hope you've had a lovely Christmas uh, and are enjoying uh, the start of the new year. We are here with our first book review podcast of the month. Sorry, I haven't introduced myself. If you haven't previously listened, I'm Ros Clark. I'm the Associate Director of Church Society. I'm the host here on these podcasts. And with me is Amanda Robbie, who is a member of Church Society Council. And she is always my uh, conspirator on our book review podcast. Amanda, why don't you tell us uh, what we've been looking at this month? So uh, we have been looking at uh, a book called Long Story Short, The Bible in 12 Phrases by Glenn Scrivener. Now, Glenn Scrivener, someone uh, we were at Oak Hill with mm-hmm. at the, the same time. He, he was, in fact, a year below us. I always feel something of an underachiever when I look at what Glenn has has done since we left college. He's quite extraordinary, isn't it? Yes, I, he, is, he is a real powerhouse. We were just looking at one of his tweets last night. He was on his... <laughs> about to do his fourth uh, university carol service in Southampton, travelling the next day to do with them at Durham and then going on to Warwick later after yes. another day or something. So really, uh, yeah, and that's just a small part of what he does as an evangelist. Exactly. So university missions and, and carol services, as we were uh, thinking about uh, them, but also uh, a publications ministry, so a number of books. We'll talk about this one in a moment. Uh, but particularly, I think he's become really associated with um, Christian media, evangelistic media yeah. productions, which have been, I mean, really amazing. Yeah, yeah. His, um, his spoken do. word videos for Halloween, for Remembrance, for Christmas. Yes. Uh, and and some, uh, some more sophisticated uh, Christmas videos, particularly recently last year, the, the, Meet, the Nativity. Meet the Nativity, and this year um, his sort of documentary... Yes, um, about the moon landings. About the moon landings, yes. Um, and beautifully produced, really mm. high production values. Yes, highly creative. And in, yeah, incredibly creative. And that's the thing with Glenn, it's just, um, it is always the same gospel, but he has a, a real gift for being able to um, spot interesting ways in, new ways of presenting something. Ways that are engaging not just to the mind, but also to our emotions, um, which is something that, you know, I think a lot of our evangelism, certainly in my experience 20 years ago as an undergraduate and and since, has been very um, appealing simply to the intellect. Let me persuade you that this is true. And and the gospel is true and, and people can be persuaded that it's true. But actually, there's something very winsome about the way that Glenn... Um, engages the heart and and the um yeah and and just makes us see the world differently um very relational often so um I think my my favorite um evangelistic book to give to anyone really at the moment is is Glenn's love story I think it's beautifully written I think it's a book um particularly that when I've given it out um in women's events has Mm -hmm. gone down incredibly well because it's presenting the gospel in a way that um, that is is very appealing to people, and and one that people may not have heard before. It's not a you know, it is a creative way of presenting the gospel. Exactly. It? Once again, uh, so we this were, the, yeah, yeah, we were talking about this book, the mm. you know, the, the sort of the writing in this book being being not like many 
speakers yeah. might have a book produced, which is basically sermons downloaded and then sort of tweaked a bit. This does feel, although it's come out, I, I think of some some uh, a video series that Glenn did on on yes. phrases from the uh, from the Bible. It, it, it doesn't feel like a book which has been cobbled together. It does feel very written in a writerly way. Exactly. Well so, phrased. So I think it was called Reading Between the Lines. That's and it right. was a, a year or two ago, Glenn did this extraordinary project where he produced a little video every day of the year. I think it was the anniversary was it, of the King James. That's right. The anniversary of the King James Bible. And it was 365 phrases from the Bible that you might have heard of and him explaining what they meant uh, in the context of the Bible. Um, and so this book is very distilled from that. He says it's the Bible in 12 phrases. I think that's not quite true. There's 12 chapters, each of which a is a phrase. But actually, each chapter, he does in, introduce um, a number of phrases uh, that you might have, um, have, have heard of. And I say that you might have heard of. I mean, it is written for people who are not necessarily Christians. He's not assuming... That you know the Bible. Yeah. He's not assuming that you believe it's true um, as he reads it. Yeah. Who, who is the book written for? Yeah, Amanda? so it, I mean, it, it is offered as an evangelistic book, but I think actually a really, it would be the best uh, sort of book for somebody who is a new Christian, who's a tentative Christian, uh, particularly someone who maybe is familiar with Bible phrases and for whom, you know, him bringing up all these phrases that they're rattling around their head. Somebody mm. maybe slightly literary. Yeah, who, so I was thinking that as well. And again, maybe somebody from a slightly older generation who might think that they are very familiar um, with the Bible. But actually, I can sort of imagine the kind of person who likes reading um, those books that you get that are sort of Christmas present books or that, that sit in the loo that are sort of, you know, explain a, an idiom or a phrase yes, or, yes, or whatever. Absolutely. That actually it could appeal to somebody... Uh, who who is in that sort of situation? I I agree. I don't I don't think it's necessarily an evangelistic book for everybody. It's not something that I would just kind of give out. No, it's freely at the end of an evangelistic it, event to thousands of people. And even though it's called Long Story Short, I wouldn't say it is actually that short. I mean, it's you know it's oh it's a fair, short book, but it is a book. It's 164 pages. It's not um yes, but it's, it's 164 a, pages with big writing and pictures. True, true. But it's a it's a it's not a booklet. It's, it's a, not a track. It, it, it's not no. A track. no it, it's it definitely a book. Yeah. Um, I think I was very struck. So Glenn begins uh, in the introduction by explaining how he came to be be a Christian. He didn't grow up as a Christian, and he talks about. Uh, at a time where he had lots of time on his hands, picking up a Bible and beginning to read it. And as he read it, realising uh, that Jesus was Lord and that, and that it was true. And I thought that was just a helpful reminder to me of the power of the Bible in evangelism. Yeah. And I don't want to say that people couldn't become Christians from reading the Bible, or indeed that people who aren't Christians couldn't read that book. I don't think everybody would, but actually something about recovering the power of the Bible mm. in our evangelism, whether it's through a book like this or, um, you know, so you were talking earlier about how uh, your husband likes to use the Bible yes, when so, he's talking um, with there's, people. There's um, a phrase that he uses called gospel bites. Um, so particularly, I think, from the life of Jesus, but also anything, other other stories that we know from the Bible. If people mm. are talking about a situation that they have, you know, um, I don't know, a, a, an argument between brothers or something, mm. 
actually there's a great argument between brothers yeah. in the New Testament, isn't there? The brothers arguing about who's going to sit at Jesus' right hand and left. So you, uh, to just be sort of maybe immersed in the gospel stories or in, in, in uh, other stories in the Bible, which would then you can then bring into conversations when people are chatting about their own lives. And yeah, Neil likes to do that yes. and commended it to others in our church. Yes, and I think... Um... Something I used to be much better at doing than I am now is is learning Bible verses. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's something I think very powerful when we're talking to somebody about Jesus, about being able not just to say, oh, you know, but I think this is true, but being able to say the Bible says and mm-hmm. actually quote the Bible and, and actually let God's word speak. Yes. And to be able to say, oh, you could read the story in Matthew chapter 12 or wherever you uh, are reading and point people to the Bible and encourage them to read it for themselves. So there's that there's that interaction of, yes, read the Bible for yourself, but don't do it in a dry way. Do it because somebody has brought you the excitement of what the Bible says. Okay, so we should probably talk about uh, this book, yes. <laughs> <laughs> having done a lot of preamble. Yeah. So we've said um, it's 12 phrases. It is the Bible in 12 phrases. So it is basically a a biblical theology. Yes, which is why it would be good for somebody who is a, a new Christian to give them a full sweep of scripture. There's a sort of, there are outline um, sections where it tells you basically what happens in every book of the Bible. And yes. you were saying how pleased you were that one particular book of the Bible was mentioned. Well, it's true. I mean, I, I've, um, I say I've read a lot of biblical theologies, that's true, but I've also looked up the index of many others. <laughs> and uh, almost always, the Song of Songs never appears um, in biblical theologies, but uh, but Glenn does. Um, so you get the sort of um, uh, classic kind of uh, Old Testament themes coming through. So we have creation, we have the fall, um, we have the exodus um, and, and so on. But then every so often there's a, a little sort of excursus from that sort of big picture narrative and, and a catch up. Um, that he uses to either kind of pass, uh, move us on through the story, uh, so through the kings, for example, um, or there's one that, that sort of explains where all the prophets come. But then there is one in the middle, the words of the wise, and he just introduces Job and Psalms and Proverbs and Ecclesiastes and the Song of Songs, uh, which I'm very pleased to uh, see that he understands that in the Song of Songs we have not only a story of human love, but a celebration of the kind of love that Christ has for us. Um, so that was that was very nice. Um, yes, I mean I'm I'm not sure the particularly the the catch up from creation to kings and the the prophets. I think I might have been inclined to put those at the end in a sort of appendix. They they slightly um, break. The, there was break a gear the change in yeah. the middle of the the book with those, but I think it's helpful that they are there. Um, and so in each chapter, we get the, the phrase um, that he's uh, introducing. We get some context of where that comes in the Bible and, and some explanation of what God is teaching through that. A sort of bigger uh, how this connects to the story before and after. Um, and then we get uh, a sort of what how this moves us to understand about Christ. And I think that was one of the things I felt was was a real strength of the book is the way that Glenn shows you that the whole Bible is talking about Christ rather than telling you in a sort of forced okay now we need to kind of crunch gears and move to Jesus yes it did it did there were some really beautiful pictures of Christ in in the way he told this and yeah that I, I very much noticed that as I read, read through that 
um, how Christ is described, how uh, things were pointed. Some things I uh, and, and and just um, ideas that I'd not thought about before. So uh, that idea that um, in when we're talking about the prophecy to Abraham, Abraham's offspring yes. is plural and singular. Yes, the seed, and we have the same ambiguity in English. So yeah. Is it one seed or is it many seeds? So that was a really delightful thing just to yes. chew over. So even for someone who's read lots of Bible overviews, who's, you know, I think, you yeah. know, I mean, obviously I'm not a biblical scholar like Ros, but I have got, you know, I've read quite a lot of Christian things and thought about biblical theology a lot. There were some really precious nuggets here that I would, you know, that I this agree. would be a good book to read for a a refreshment um, I agree as a there were one or two things again that that I looked at and thought oh I'd, I'd never quite thought about that before so um when he's talking about the burning bush and I'm still kind of thinking through what what I think about this but he talks about it not just being a, a sort of arbitrary symbol of of anything but actually he links the notion that it's a bush with the Old Testament picture of Israel as a tree and as a vine um and then what is happening with the bush while well, it's burning but not being consumed and actually you can see that as a picture of what is happening in the whole book of exodus is that god is dwelling amongst his people but somehow not consuming them despite his his holiness and um you know so so even um uh, as you say for those of us who who know the bible uh, relatively well there are there are things in here to think about um and i i really loved um we were talking about how he um uh, yeah, how how he uh, introduces the uh, the idea of Christ in the Old Testament. Lovely ways of doing that. So one really lovely example, he's talking about um, Abraham's sacrifice of Isaac. And instead of telling us this is a model of Jesus, or even taking us through the story so that we can see for ourselves as model of Jesus, he actually um, describes a time when he was explaining this to a youth group. And these are the things he said to the youth group. And as he was saying these things this girl sort of gets increasingly excited yes, thumping her friend really thumping her with a kind of violence born of pure joy oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh it's jesus it's jesus it's totally jesus and it's this is a lovely way uh, if you're a speaker to write because it the rest of the book doesn't feel speaking put into word uh, put mm. onto paper but this is a recount of a speaking experience so uh, yeah, and exactly. He, he talks about how he he, he builds this uh, thing out. You know, the sun going up the hill remind you of anyone, and this is how he spoke it. But then the re- response is just delightful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So just really nicely done. Um, and then at the end of each chapter, there's a little section uh, if you wanted to keep reading. So there's usually two or three uh, passages from the Bible. Um, from the Old Testament uh, and the New, but but helping you to kind of put those things together. Um, so, for example, uh, the chapter where he's been talking about the entry into the land, you get references to Deuteronomy and to Joshua, but also to 1 Corinthians um, to help you see how those things might go. And then questions to yeah. think about. Um, what do you make of the questions? Helpful? Yeah, well, I was just having a look at some of them now, and I wonder whether, you know, again, if you've got a group of new Christians you've done Christianity Explored, Alpha or something, actually maybe you could take them to this book as a, as a way of taking them through a, a, Bible, a Bible overview. Overview. I wondered about that. I mean, you'd need to think about exactly how you do that because it's not set up precisely for a Bible yeah. study. But actually, if people were to read the chapter beforehand, you pick, say, one of the passages suggested yeah. um, and did some basic sort of uh, 
observational kind of questions with them and then use the questions that that Glenn gives um, to really apply what you're learning um, yeah, and be really helpful or in a one-to-one situation mm. where you're discipling someone yeah absolutely and then it does end so it, it takes us all the way through to revelation and then there is a little epilogue with a sort of what about you um an invitation and a prayer um and a and what you might do in terms of next steps so if you did give it to somebody who wasn't a believer uh there, there would be that um included in there as well um Lots of great things about it, um, lots of different ways that we might use it, different kind of contexts. Um, I, I, I have one really slight quibble about it. It's a ni- it is a nice book. It, the, I really like the, uh, uh-huh. the cover, beautifully produced. I, I didn't love so much the interior production of it. I, don't, I mean, it's not embarrassingly awful, but it, it is a little bit, it's I a thought, little bit, old-fashioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the way it's laid out and um, so each chapter is introduced with a little cartoon which I slightly struggled with the the little cartoons I don't I I they weren't all immediately obvious to me what what they were which um, yes therefore made them slightly distracting rather than helpful maybe others find them more um, uh, entertaining or um, I don't know what they might be sort of helpful mnemonics or um, whatever but anyway but I mean that is a really minor thing um, in what is otherwise I think an excellent book so um, maybe a good thing in 2019 why not challenge yourself to get a book uh, like this and think uh, whether there's someone you could give it to someone you could read it with Absolutely. Uh, that might be somebody uh, who uh, is at your church, somebody who, as Amanda says, maybe someone who's recently become a Christian, maybe somebody you're not quite sure whether they are a Christian or not, somebody uh, maybe who's never been in a Bible study group before, something like that, and say, why don't we read this uh, and meet up to, to chat about it together? Uh, that would be an excellent thing to do, I think. Um, as we look ahead to 2019, Amanda, do you have any uh, reading goals or <laughs> resolutions? My my resolution pr- would probably be to get my books for the podcast read before the morning that we record. <laughs> Uh, yes, I it's, a, it's a good discipline, isn't it, to have to read a book? Yes, uh, I, I commend to all of you <laughs> recording a podcast on a book because you will read a lot more Christian books than you have yeah, heretofore. It's been good, actually, hasn't it? I think it's not so much that I've read more books, but it's made me read some books that I wouldn't otherwise have chosen to read. Yeah, um, no, I have read a lot more Christian books. <laughs> In the past, I did use, I did hoof through an awful lot of Christian books, and then uh, yeah. more in recent years. You get years, out of I the have, habit. Yeah, you do get out. It's very easy to get out of the habit. So perhaps um, if you are out of the habit, you would like to read along with us. And um, yes. what are we reading for next month? Well, I, I don't know what it's called, Amanda. Oh, you, um, you glorify do. God in your body. There you go. Glorify God in your body, which is a... a uh, has been produced by the CEEC, that is the Church of England Evangelical Council, uh, of which Amanda is a member. So just tell us what the, what the book is uh, and so what it's, it's for. It's um, it's a book or about um, uh, anthropology, biblical anthropology. I guess what 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 are human beings, um, particularly looking at uh, singleness, marriage, um, the body. Um, Sexuality. Sexuality. Yes, it's 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 a, a submission to 
the Archbishop's Commission, is it, of Living in Life and Faith, uh, which is, is exploring all these ideas um, yeah. before Lambeth 2020. So it's the CEC submission. Um, and uh, yes, it's got some... It's. I've already read it. Hooray! Uh, <laughs> well, I'm you're sure already I'm, ahead. I'll for refresh this, myself yeah. for the uh, next <laughs> for podcast. the podcast. Uh, but um, it's there's lots of things to explore. Um, you may not agree with all of it. It's, uh, mm. but uh, certainly it's uh, a, an app overview of, yeah. of of biblical ideas about um, these issues. Yes, and it is um, as man says a, a an important issue at the moment because this commission is going on which is due to report to General Synod, I believe, in 2020. And at that point, a lot of the issues which have been sort of rumbling along for some years, particularly around marriage and sexuality, I think are likely to come to a head. And so this might be something that's really worth reading to get you in the picture of what are the the issues, why are they important, what's being discussed, to know how that might affect you and your church. And I'm not sure of the proper publication date, but I think it will be available um, as a published book, but also as a PDF. Great. Um, that from the, available from the CEEC website, which you may like to look on anyway um, to see what's already on there. There are some very good documents on there already. Great. Well, we will put links to all of that. And as Amanda says, if you'd like to read along with us, that will be our book for discussion uh, for a podcast in February. Thanks so much for listening and uh, do tune in again next week.